Hey everybody and welcome back to the Local Feed Show. My name is Azura and our guest today is Noor Shahida, also known as The Sniper, Singapore's very own professional female boxer. Boxing to her is more than just a sport or a passion. On this episode, we talk about fighting through the struggles of being a professional boxer, building boxing within the community of women, and a recent secret on what's helping her with her footwork. Before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends, subscribe to our YouTube, Spotify and iTunes. If this is not your first episode, we truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to these amazing stories. So uh, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is Noor Shahida. The Sniper Share a bit about your journey As in I know you've said this A lot of times But why, why do you When do you start Why do you suddenly Have the Why boxing uh, I actually started Picking up martial arts Since I was In Mid secondary school Okay and that was Taekwondo Ooh, okay. And then I find it was a bit stagnant Because I like challenges mm-hmm. I like to challenge myself further I want to be in school team, national team That sort of uh, I, I like that sort of feeling okay. You know when you fight or rather um, Represent something okay. uh, And I find that There's no progression okay. For so, Taekwondo? For Taekwondo, yeah okay. Belt, not enough for me. I want more, you know. And uh, okay. there are higher belt levels in Taekwondo, but I find that it's very stagnant. It's just belt to me. Okay. Um, I want to be able to prove a point, uh, do more myself. Okay. So I, in ITE, I have a coaching project, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a very good opportunity to try a new sport. Okay. And that was when I picked up boxing slash kickboxing from my then coach. Okay. Yeah, it was all part of a project where I'm supposed to like um, review a coach okay. based on the theory that I learned, you know, review the coach and see how he's like, stuff like that. So, okay, but so what were you studying in IT that requires uh, you to do reviewing of coaches and stuff? Sport management. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. So I started out there. <laughs> and uh, it was a two years course. And I did that project in my second year. Okay. Yeah, so at that point, I was I think, about 18 years old or so. Okay. Um, I fell in love with it. Okay. To me, there's no belt system, but I feel that I progressed every lesson. Okay. And there are competitions. Mm-hmm. So, two years later, after I trained, there was my first fight. Okay. Boxing and kickboxing, back to back. This week was boxing, the next week was actually kickboxing. Okay. I managed to kind of uh, evaluate mm-hmm. what I prefer, and I prefer boxing. Okay. And then I had opportunities coming in, like representing Singapore and things like that. Okay. So I get hooked on to it. <laughs> um, after some time, because the scene, boxing scene in Singapore is so small at that point in time. Okay. Um, I didn't have much fights. Okay. You know? This was back in 2006. That would be in about 2006. Okay. I trained, I started training in 2006, okay. my first fight was in 2008, okay. 
what sorry I just want to ask why does it take that long is it because of your because of the training or because there's not enough opponents or yeah. back then it wasn't enough that opponent. okay yeah but so happened that a particular year yeah like back to back okay you know? yeah so I was just lucky okay and yeah yeah that was in 2006-2008 okay I think when I was first representing Singapore that was in 2009 yeah, if I'm not mistaken, 2009. And then from there, I was on and off, you know, representing Singapore uh, internally as well. In Singapore, there's so few female boxers, mm-hmm. amateur. So... Can you... I, like, I can count fingers. with my fingers for, from 2008 all okay. the way to 2015, how many amateur fights I, I have. I can actually count with two hands. Yeah, so that that's how little my fight was. I turned professional mm-hmm. um, after the twenty fifteen Sea Games. Okay. Cause I realized I'm waiting for nothing. Okay. I'm training, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I just finished my degree at that point in time. Okay. I went like, you know what? Let's just do this. I'm just, I'm just gonna turn professional okay. and see how it goes. You know, and so I did. My coach got me a fight. Within two weeks after I told him, you know what, I want to turn pro. Okay. And he said, okay, you got me a fight. Okay. And from 2016, early 2016 when I started up till now, mm-hmm. I already have 10 fights. Okay. And that is a lot more than I could say for, than my amateur fight. Okay. So, what, I mean, why, why, the, why the kind of discrepancies in that sense? Why do those amateur fights, you won't get enough fights, why do professional fights get more? Hi, um, in amateur, mm-hmm. you go for tournaments. Okay. Yeah, and we are bounded by the uh, NSAs. Okay. Budget, everything comes into play. Okay. You know, and you're not given that uh, opportunity to compete. Nowadays, in Singapore, for amateur boxing scene, it's a lot bigger. Okay. There are a lot more ladies participating now. So I might be, I might be luckier mm-hmm. if that is the scene. Right back then. Back then. Okay. But not, not really. Okay. Uh, but for pros, mm-hmm. your matchmaker or your promoter, your manager. Uh, find opponents for you. Okay. So they gotta keep on looking for They will yeah okay. and they'll match you up accordingly. <laughs> okay. You know, and it's and when they take up the fight, mm-hmm. you just go fight and that's it. Okay. And it's more straightforward because you're not governed at this point in time you're not really really governed by an NSA. Okay. Budget is not a major factor mm-hmm. because promoter pays for it. Mm-hmm. Means they are running an event. When they run an event, they have funds. Okay. So they are supposed to pay for us to fight and we get paid as well to fight. Okay. So a lot easier okay. in that sense. Okay, I'm going to take uh, take you back a bit, okay? Because sure. you mentioned something about budget. NSAs, I mean, actually, fights, I mean, I understand because there's certain restrictions and pro will depend on your your, your max, uh, sorry, match. Uh, your um, promoters. The matchmaker promoters, yeah. Okay. So, because right now you're a professional and uh, professional boxer, right? So how of um, how do you do you have to still source your own funds? Because I mean, being a professional athlete, you have to focus twenty four seven in a sense as as a boxer, right? There's no do you what, how do you yeah. do it, or is there any side gig that you do and stuff? Um, 
depends on the athlete. Okay. I am luckier because I've got Arvin, mm-hmm. my coach, my head coach, mm-hmm. as well as my promoter and manager. He manages everything else behind the scene. Okay. Um, my job is very clear cut. I train and I fight. Okay. Yeah. So in that sense, I don't really have to look for my own funds. Mm-hmm. He will help me out uh, with that mm-hmm. if there is a need. Okay. Yeah. But so far, I mean, because I don't know because mostly like professional athletes, they have, they look for endorsement, sponsorship, right. and stuff like that. I mean, because at the end of the day, it, it is gonna be your livelihood in that sense, right? It's yes. gonna be your bread and butter, right? So especially in places like Singapore, it's not very easy. I mean, it's not. You still have to pay the bills, kind of, right? So yeah, yeah, So true. it's so. Are there any side gigs or your your? Um, to be very honest, we actually need. And I actually need some endorsements and sponsorships and whatever not, but it is very hard to find one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still relying on uh, my manager to help me out with that. Okay. Yes, which he is actually trying very hard to, but it's very hard to get a company mm-hmm. uh, who is willing to, to do that. Okay. I mean, Singapore is still Singapore. It's really <laughs> hard to find um, companies who willingly sponsor athletes. I mean, is it? I mean, because you've had like opponents um, around Asia and stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? Do they have the same problems? Do you know, or probably it's it's I think mm-hmm. or across the board it's harder for women, or it's just Asia in that sense that or, or Singapore. It is actually harder for women. Yeah, okay. definitely. But as an athlete, I would say in Singapore, being an athlete, that's the main problem. <laughs> It is a chicken and egg thing, you know. Companies will not sponsor unless it benefits them as well. And to benefit them, people have to be interested. And people are not interested in sports and arts in Singapore. That is the main issue. If people are more engaged in sports and the arts, Mm -hmm. I think it makes our so-called struggles much easier. Yeah, we don't have to struggle so much because with that, the companies are more willing to sponsor. Mm, that's yeah, true. that's true. I mean, because you, you you actually mentioned the athletes, because I'm an athlete myself, I mentioned athlete myself, so I know that during the years that I've trained, right, we're not paid to train. We, we, love, we, we love to do what we do because we love it, right? Correct. I mean, Correct. yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think in general, it's athletes in that sense in Singapore. Yes. Yeah, I understand. Um, moving, uh, moving forward a bit, because you mentioned, um, what's that? Uh, so, uh, you mentioned Arvin, right? Yeah. So he is Juggernaut Fight Club. Yeah, correct. So and then the studio because we are at the Juggernaut Studio, right? So yes. what what do you do here? You run classes and stuff like that. What's your uh, okay? Juggernaut Studio was built upon the idea that women mm-hmm. uh, can get pretty intimidated with the idea of combat sports, fight okay. sports, okay. you know. And I want to bring a proper fight sports mm-hmm. into into their lives. Without them feeling a bit out of place, intimidated because it's a so-called violent sport. It is actually not a violent sport. It's a very technical, a beautiful sport. If you get to know the right people to teach you, okay. yeah. Um, there are a lot of uh, other types of classes out there as well, like piloxing and all, which took away that traditional teachings of boxing or kickboxing per se. So I'm. I'm bringing back that technicality and make it a bit more fun and uh, appealing for the ladies. That was how um, Juggernaut Studio was built built on uh, the idea, the fundamentals. Uh, But of course, we are open to guys as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But my focus is to get ladies exposed 
do the sport as it is. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen a, group, a, a number of ladies more interested in like combat sports or more into? Because previously you mentioned mm. that you there are more ladies in the amateur fights, right? Yes. So what what do you think? Um, it, it, I mean, what what attracts women nowadays to to take that up in a sense? Do you? There is a lot of factors, you know, and I think one of the factors is that women are looking for more ways to lose weight, mm-hmm. and then there are more articles coming up with boxing and kickboxing is the uh, one of the ways, fun ways to lose weight and all that, and they don't know how to pick, mm-hmm. you know, and then when it comes to a traditional fight club or when they see traditional boxing, kickboxing, they get intimidated. Mm-hmm. Is that how they kick it so hard and, and so tough and all that, you okay. know? So when they come in here, they look, it look tough and hard. Yeah. But when they see all ladies or mostly ladies mm-hmm. doing it, you have a female instructor, they feel a bit more at ease. Okay. And then when you teach them the techniques and then when they are able to do it, because women are generally very technical. <laughs> so when they see that, oh, I can do it and it's okay. fun and they like it, they, they keep going, mm-hmm. you know, they keep doing it. And then before you know it, they get better at a, uh, in whatever they do. Okay. And then that's when they feel like the need to challenge themselves. I think uh, most of the amateur boxers, that's how they started as well. They want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And then they find that, oh, I can do this and I want more out of it. And then they go into recreational uh, boxing tournaments, you know. And then they get better, they join the national team. Okay. And some may even want to pursue further and, and do it professionally yeah so you mentioned um, professional boxers right mm-hmm. you are the first one do you know any other female professional boxers that from amateur turns okay sorry before I just want to take a step back mm-hmm. before you is there a re- like kind of a requirement for you to from amateur fighter to pro boxing pro fighter is that you know you need to fight how many fights before you actually turn um, pro or it's just whenever you feel that you are Good to go, you're good to go. Uh, there's no prerequisite actually, okay. and it's up to individual. There are some professionals who have not had any fights in their life, just okay. turn pro. Wow, okay. There are more experienced um, amateur boxers who turn pro, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually a very different ball game, you know, in, in both the leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, amateur usually is in a form of tournament, mm-hmm. and it's for ladies, two minutes. Four rounds. Okay. Yeah. Professional though, you only fight most of it unless it's a special kind of arrangement. Most of it is like one fight a night, mm-hmm. and you can fight ranging from four rounds all the way to okay. ten to twelve. Oh, My okay. most is uh, ten rounds. Okay. Yeah. So it's two minutes still. Okay. Yeah. And um, like I mentioned just now as well, amateur tournament format, you don't really get to choose your opponent. Mm-hmm. And if your draw is against you, um, that's it. Okay. You know, it's bad luck for you, too bad. But for professional, you get to meet whoever your promoter or manager uh, match up for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you might, okay, so then for professional, let's say, okay, amateur boxers, right? Do you, do you have anything, like a word of advice to like for ladies out there who wants to actually be a professional boxer as in what are the struggles you know I mean there, are, there will always be struggles in yeah, order for us to be where we are today right in that sense right. where you are today right so 
what what um, I don't know what what advice can you give the ladies or would you say to the ladies out there who who us who wants to do it but they are you know they are afraid to do it or or is there something that's not um, I won't sugarcoat it Yeah, of course them. not I mean, you know, it is, <laughs> Yeah, it is actually very tough Because first of all In Singapore You won't get much support Okay You really need to struggle a lot Just to get people To look at you In a different light Okay um, Some may even find you violent And may not Will want to come close to you Okay Which is Not the case Okay You know um, So It's It's really hard work You cannot expect to be paid Mm-hmm. That's one thing And you cannot expect um, Fame and whatever not mm-hmm. In boxing The first thing first is You need to have a passion You need to really love the sport For the sport itself mm-hmm. And you shouldn't have anything else At the back of your mind If you have plans to turn professional Because you want to get paid <laughs> To do something you like Then that is not a very right mindset To go about I do it for professional, uh, for personal reasons that it gives me satisfaction knowing that this is my job. And I use it as a platform to build boxing okay. among the women in the women community. Okay. And that's what keeps me going. So when I get paid at every fight, I just thank God, no, this is this is what I have, this is what I can spend. Don't 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 expect to get paid <laughs> highly. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, I guess it's gonna be a long struggle in that sense. Yes. Right? I mean, any, anything anything that's worth doing is gonna be a struggle, right? At the end. Correct. So, it's not just for women who wanna pick up boxing professionally. I think it's across any career for that sense. You know, you have to love. You have to love it for one. If you're just in it for the money, then then you will not last long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's true, like, It's yeah. really true. Cause you passion can only last so so much. You got to. <laughs> okay. Yes, true. Um, what, what do you see yourself doing in two to three years? Are you are you still? I mean, how long how long are you planning to be a professional boxer in that sense? Or, or come what me? Or what what's your what's your? It is actually about? come what me. But for me, luckily for me, I already have a studio. Mm-hmm. So once I'm done with being a professional boxer, I'll be here teaching. Okay. And that will be my job. Yeah. So in a uh in four or five years time, I still see myself boxing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Okay. If 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 I'm not injured, touch wood, if I'm not injured or anything, like that, I'll still be boxing. Okay. Yes. Because I mean, because you mentioned earlier earlier that you're very kind of like driven and competitive in that yes. sense so when because athletes are like that right they say they want to hang their boots they want to hang their gloves but then they still you know they, if they still have fight in them they will still continue yeah to correct there, there are a few times in my life where I almost <laughs> hang my glove okay. you know or I say oh no you know what I'm just going to focus on a full time job when I was a lecturer mm-hmm. I will almost hang my gloves and then somehow I just pick it up again and pick it up again uh, so you can never really let go <laughs> yes and I think my family saw that struggle through my years having a full time job I'm still boxing I still love it you know and they realised you know what is not stopping me you might as well just bless me and just go just be it. safe yeah okay you mentioned your family how is support as in support is very important in that sense because you know being a boxer is not easy yeah. right I mean you have your injuries you I mean you a lot of things your support system 
that is also very very important actually that's how I survive being a professional athlete okay family mm-hmm. I don't like like we all know by now I don't get paid a lot mm-hmm. so I depend on my family to understand mm-hmm. and, and help me out here and there which fortunately for me my parents do um, um, well I mentioned just now my mom but my parents don't really they want me to focus on a full-time career you know get I mean, like, a like any Asian job I mean like any yeah. parents right yeah most of it is my mom la. okay um, <laughs> my dad just goes with the flow mm-hmm. so after some time she sees that this is meant for me she really can't control it anymore <laughs> I'm still in it she went like she's more supportive now yeah especially when I have my fight coming if I need food or whatever I need she pro- she's there to provide okay. yeah so I have like 110% of my family's support like when I went to um, uh, Brisbane mm-hmm. my sister actually saved up her own money mm-hmm. uh, from work and traveled with me oh that's so sweet yeah, yeah that, that, that's really very touching and then my parents gave us pocket money both of us okay. I was like so that kind of support is really very important yeah for me I would say I'm actually very fortunate if I had been in other families who is not very well off I would say who's struggling I don't think so I'll make it this far as well okay yeah. and then family support kind of like does the support kind of keeps you sane in that sense because I'm sure you have bad days yes right? of course of yeah. course yeah. yes okay getting into that how do you get through those bad days I mean injuries and when your body is exhausted and then you know you train you train every day right almost every day yes especially when a fight is coming mm-hmm. mm. how do you get through the the, the the negative vibes the the bad days it is actually very hard to answer because I just do <laughs> I think I think I just get uh, you just get a hang of it mm-hmm. and, and, and you just go in there mm-hmm. If you have a bad day, you don't perform, you suck for, I don't know, for how long. You go home, you sleep it off. Mm-hmm. Next morning, you can either suck some more or you feel more motivated. Okay. Sometimes I feel better. Okay. I feel like, okay, yesterday was a bad day, today's going to be a better day. Okay. And then after that, when you go to training, it depends, you know, how your body wants to react. Sometimes I come in motivated. I'm not performing. I go back upset. Okay. But then I just try again. I try again I try again and that's part and parcel of my life already so yeah so, so that's how it is you will mostly go home with disappointment with yourself that you can't perform today and you expect yourself to perform better than yesterday so that's part and parcel of it just it's how you manage yeah. just how you, how you got it just yeah. how you it right. so mental strength is important in the sense very, right? very very important and as <laughs> my coach said it himself I have uh, my mental game is not that strong okay. but I think right after <laughs> my recent match mm-hmm. I think I'm at a different zone now okay. um, I'm a lot more motivated even hungrier to, to go back into the ring yeah, so I guess uh, experiences plays a part as well okay. and uh, I think I've passed that point mm-hmm. of um, mental barrier I have that one mental barrier where I, I believe that maybe I cannot do it, maybe I can cannot. <laughs> you, you know, I have a lot of self-doubt. Okay. But I guess now that is clear. Okay. Yeah, for some reason it's lifted off and and I feel hungry, I want to go in. Okay, yeah. so um, okay, so 
Okay, so the recent fight was in Brisbane. Brisbane, yeah. Okay, so um, how did that go for you? Because you mentioned that um, you, kind of a different level with yeah. your mental strength in that sense, right? So how did that go for you? Why, why, why the, the, the... Okay, I went in with a mindset that <coughs> I'm prepared and okay. I have it. And for some reason, um, it's a very different feeling I've got. I was confident nervous but very controlled okay um, when I was in the ring I I was calm okay I got most of the things that my coaches taught me done mm-hmm. and I thought it was a pretty good fight mm-hmm. on my standpoint but of course uh, the judges don't see it that way and maybe um, I don't know maybe um, something is lacking in me that they don't really like so the judges gave the decision to my opponent instead after 10 rounds okay. yeah so I lost in that sense mm-hmm. but I had I, I have this feeling in me whereby I deserve better mm-hmm. and I don't think so I've lost that fight okay. but as an athlete I think I have to respect the judges decision next way to go is for rematch train hard Learn my learn my lesson not to let it go the whole way and leave it in the judges' hands. Okay. So next time round it's gonna be a lot different. So I guess that's that's how um, I actually broke my mental barrier right there because I know I lasted ten rounds. Mm-hmm. I gave my best and it was the best fight I've ever had. Okay. And my coach was happy with me and he sees that I can do even better. Mm-hmm. And that gave me the confidence that in the future the fights will be a lot better. Okay, so right now your record is eight, eight wins and I would guess as much eight, eight wins, two eight losses. losses. But yep. I mean, it's the, I guess it's the journey that, it, I mean sometimes even when you lose, when you know that you played your the, the best and stuff yep. like that, yep. you, you, right. you you know it and you feel it and you're yeah. like, okay, come on, that's the the next one, right? That's yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 it's a very complicated feeling actually <laughs> to <Okay>. to <laughs> feel like you win and to feel that that that. Yeah. that Feeling that you lost yes, is very yes. complicated. Yeah. That, that that's the first time I'm feeling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, oh well. To me, I'm just looking forward to the next fight already. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, but you wouldn't know when the next fight is probably with her or not. No, no, no idea. Uh, <laughs> come at me. Come at me. Right? Okay. Um. Okay. Um. Talking about that, right? Um. Because there's a lot of. Uh, do you? Do you? Who is your inspiration in the boxing boxing scene? It, any female boxers, boxers that you look up to in a sense or you know, uh, kind of inspire you or you just like... As in fight style wise, I really like Lucia Riker. Okay. She was a old time boxer. I think she's, she didn't really announce her retirement but she's, she's no longer very active in the ring. Um, love her power, love her style. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, I think I don't really, really, really have a, a so-called idol, idol for the for female for female boxing. Okay. But yeah. any other idols? I mean, someone that you look, you you inspire you in that sense, not not boxers or something. Mm. Not, not not really, not really. I think I only have my coach to motivate me mm. to just keep going in in this. Uh, this industry in the boxing ring but other than that no not really okay what is your most humbling experience 
Wow, that has to be the previous fight as well. The I previous guess. fight, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why, why? Like, like I said, I think this particular fight that I lost mm-hmm. shaped me a lot as an athlete, as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, back then when I lost, it was a lot of shame going on because I was like the first Singapore female boxer, things like that. I was a champ, and then I had to deal with a loss. I could, I couldn't really get that that. Emotions settle, okay. you know, um, the shame, the guilt, whatever the that is, denial and stuff like that. Okay. Denial, everything. <coughs> um, looking for things to blame. Okay. Um, even myself, but I'm still like looking for things to blame. What what went wrong? Blame this, blame that. But I think this fight humbles me a lot okay. because I know I won. I know I gave my best. My coach, everyone said I got that fight. Uh, but the the decision is against me. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I took that in a different light. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like pulled down back to earth. Look at perspective that it's a it's a, like a stepping stone okay. for me to improve myself even more. Okay. That that. This loss is gonna make me stronger in a sense that it makes me hungrier. Okay. You know, to to deal with whatever I have to to compete even further, try to go for a world title, things like that. Okay. And for some reason, I don't even have to think about shame or, or anything. Okay. And I'm not even blaming. I don't even blame the judges. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I blame myself for not finishing the fight. Mm-hmm. And then now I know what to do. Okay. So yeah, in that sense, this is the most humbling experience. I really enjoyed it. Um, yes, I am upset, but I'm looking forward to a great comeback. Okay. So yeah. the last fight really unlocked a lot. Of things. A lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because it yeah. sounds like like you've, you've, yeah. you've, you've learned so much more in the last. Yes, time. that's right. Okay, okay. What is something that you're most proud of that people don't know? Most proud of that yes. people don't know. I don't think I even know. Your most part of your journey as I don't know, as an athlete, as a coach, as a teacher, as an individual, something that you're most part of that people know. You don't say. Mm. <coughs> oh, wow! Wow! This is this is the toughest question of the day, right? Because I really. While I'm in this zone mm-hmm. right now, all I can feel mm-hmm. is every time my parents have my back, mm-hmm. I feel proud of myself. Okay. If my head coach, like Alvin, mm-hmm. all this while, even if I win a belt, he can make it feel like I, lo- I, lo- I lost a fight. Mm-hmm. Like he can really make you feel like that. But this time around, I may have lost a fight, but I'm really proud of myself because for once it's not angry with me okay. yes I guess yeah I guess that's how I can get um, that, that that feeling out okay. I guess when someone else assure me that okay. they're proud of me then I'm proud of myself okay. yeah so I don't know I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm curious are you when you go into a fight you're not only fighting for yourself right you're fighting for yeah. the people that was believed in you 
from the very beginning of who has been there for you and stuff like that, right? True. So I guess that's the moment of like, right? Yes, that's right. And people that matters are the ones that that really um, make you feel how you really feel. Like for me, the first one is of course my coach. Mm-hmm. So when he's angry, even though I want to fight, to me I feel like a loss. And if my parents are proud of me for what I've achieved, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of my achievements. Yes, I'm doing it for myself, some selfish reasons, so be it. Um, but people close to me shape how I feel about what I achieve. Yeah, so in that sense, you, you nail that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I can, can feel that you're very hot. Hot person. Hot yeah. person. Not, not H-E-R-D, but yeah, I am. I am hot actually, yes. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a bit hot also, but I don't know. Yes. Lah, okay. <laughs> um, what is your definition of legacy? Wow, okay. Um, I guess my definition of legacy is not really what you achieve, Mm -hmm. but how you make use of what you have achieved. Like for me, I'm not going to leave a legacy because I am a professional women boxer. I use that as a platform to, to make a legacy out of myself so I know that I'm a professional women boxer so people will come to me to want to learn and all that and I guess my legacy will start when once I start imparting knowledge when I know because of what I thought a person is a much better person than he was yesterday and example if let's say one day I have a troubled uh, teenager coming into my gym um, very troubled one. Learned boxing, became a better person. You know, I think in that sense, I've left a legacy behind. So that is the most important thing for me, and that is to me that is how I define legacy. Okay. Yes, yeah. it's your your passion to give back also, right? Yes. I mean, you gathered so much knowledge and things that yeah, people have passed right. on to you. So you are, you want to pass it on to someone else. Yep. Sense, for them to be a better version of themselves. Yeah, that's right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay, um, five seconds fun. Okay, so this one is you. <laughs> we we're, we're almost ending. <laughs> okay. So at the top of your head, okay, if I ask you this question, at the top of your head, what is the first thought that comes up? Wow, okay, I'm actually very slow. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's, right. it's, it's going to be simple. It's going to be something, okay. Um, uh, uh, it can be anything, okay? It doesn't really okay. only have to do with boxing, okay? Yeah. Um, what is the craziest thing that you would do, that you want to do at the top of your head? Please don't say boxing. Dance. Dance? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do Latin dance at the moment as wow. well. Wow. So, yeah, I would really want to. And once again, as someone being very competitive, okay. I do want to <laughs> compete as well. Oh, no, no, Latin dance, boxing slash lesson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you take lessons to do Latin? Yeah, classic. I take lessons to do Latin, classic Latin like uh, okay. cha-cha, rumba. Wow, uh, why, why Latin though? I mean, it's very interesting, isn't it? I've always wanted to do like ballroom kind okay. of dance, like okay. more formal dance. Okay. But then I have a friend, okay. a very close friend who does Latin dancing. And I saw it, I was like, it's actually pretty nice, pretty cool. Okay. And I saw how the footwork works, the hip movements, and I thought, you know what, that can help me in my dance. Uh, my boxing, boxing as well, right. okay. and then I picked it up. Okay. And as I picked it up, I was like, oh, 
Jeez, I, I need to compete now. I need to know where I'm at. Like, okay. Yeah, okay, so, how, long, how long have you been taking lessons? I think more than a year now. Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Year. I started with Salsa first. Okay. And then same thing. I wanted more out of it. I want to compete, right? But then the progression wasn't there. Okay. I don't see opportunities. Okay. Um, and then... I went into a more serious Latin, that is the samba, okay. rumba, and then I feel like, okay, maybe I can, after two more years. And yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to train until I'm at a level enough to win, okay. not just to compete for the sake of competing. <laughs> uh, that's not my style. <laughs> true, true athlete, uh, this one, that's true athlete. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's interesting. It's, it's a comp- I mean, because you mentioned Latin dancing, right, it's... And, Boxing is is seen as not such a feminine sport. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you know what I mean, right? It's yes, like yes, yes, a, a yes. more men's sport, and then you do Latin dance. That's very interesting. I mean, people people need to see that boxing is not just um, it, it is not just a men's sport. It is a sport for everyone. Yeah, correct, every sport is correct. for everyone, right? Yeah, okay, that's, that's right. Interesting. But but I think there are people who associate boxing. Mm-hmm. To a very masculine and violent sport. That, okay. That's that's one that I'm trying to change. Okay. That, that perception is not. It's really not. Yeah, it's not easy. Yes, but hey, Latin dancing. One day we should. Uh, yeah. we should invite us to your Latin <laughs> Latin dancing competition. No, I can't. Oh, wow. yeah, I actually have to learn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's. Uh, okay. He, he my instructor is really good. Okay. He start me off from scratch. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she's a boxer. She needs footwork and stuff. It's kind of right. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. 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 speed, yeah. the speed and all. Because yeah. yeah. it's somewhat uh, can can relate in that sense, right? Kind of. Yeah. Um. Not. It's not like good for kind of thing, but might help. Can might help. help. Can help. Yes, can help. Thank you so much for this. It's my this. pleasure, actually. Okay, Thank how you. can how can we support you? As in that sense, your is uh is your social media. Um, what's your social media? Uh, okay. Nushaida the sniper Rosely is on the Facebook page. Okay. That one. Uh, Avi manages most of that. Okay. <laughs> he's been he's been bugging me to like update update update. <laughs> See, I'm not a very social media okay. kind of person. Okay. Like to me, I was like, why in the world would you want to update? You know? <laughs> so I'm not very yeah, in that sense. Okay. Very bad. Okay. I, I need to change, but I'm trying. Slowly. <laughs> yes, slowly. Yeah. No. Instagram? Instagram is no sniper. I think uh she just added me just okay. now. No, I added like, you back already. <laughs> so no sniper. No sniper. And you are S N I P. I will probably be mm. the details event. Uh, and um, and Juggernaut Studio? Juggernaut Studio has a page as well. Okay. And website. Okay. And Insta. Yeah. Yeah. Once my dad retires fully, I think in, in August he should come in full time. He will be managing most of the social media stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That'll be better. <laughs> I suck at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He married young. He got me when he was young, so he's only like about 54 or so, 
I don't even know my dad. <laughs> it's okay. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for, no problem, for doing no this. Really appreciate it.